Hi everyone, this is your girl Nikita and welcome to the Perfectly Powerful You podcast. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Perfectly Powerful You podcast. I'm your host Nikita and I trust, hope, and expect that you all are having a holly jolly festive season and a bright and magical almost new year. (laughs) I'm having a wonderful day today. I am finishing up and so excited for the final volume in the money mindset series that we have had all month long. I hope you guys have enjoyed. I hope that you are even more excited and feeling even more empowered with your money, your money concept, your ability to make really empowered and radical decisions in favor of your highest self, and just feeling like you've learned something along the way that gives you even more ease and flow with having, retaining, sustaining, and transforming your money in general. If you haven't already done so, I so encourage you to and am grateful for liking, subscribing, commenting, sharing, and doing all those amazing things that help with making this team on the Perfectly Powerful You podcast even greater, even more expanded, and even more supported in the ways that you guys are doing. So thank you so much for doing that in advance. I am super ready to get started with this podcast and all about regulating our nervous system. We're going to talk about some steps that we can take with um, actually understanding where we are reaching our thermostat or our upper limit with our money that has been internally ingrained in our body, maybe from way, way back when, when we were just wee tots, and how we can transform that even more so to allow our body to hold space for even greater levels of abundance that we are so deserving of, as well as maybe some triggers and some ways that we can understand when we are capping out and reaching our thermostat setting for um, our money limit and how we can regulate our nervous system to gradually build and even far surpass this particular upper limit or thermostat setting that we've ingrained in our bodies in the most easily effective way for long-lasting, sustainable, and transformative results. So if you are super jazzy for that, continue to listen on, and I look forward to continuing to learn and grow and share with you today. So when it comes to regulating our nervous system, it is a really fun thing to know and a really important thing to know um, the different nervous systems that are actually going on and always on in our body that's navigating in the behind scenes in our subconscious. So as many of you may know, if you don't, happy to share it with you. We have our main nervous systems, which are, which are our parasympathetic and our sympathetic nervous system. So some of you may understand and know and recognize the fight or flight system, which happens in our sympathetic nervous system, and our rest and digest, which happens with our parasympathetic nervous system. So what does this have to do with increasing the amount of money that we can hold space for? So what ends up happening in our body is we often have a cap, our, our in, as Gay Hendricks says, an upper limit 
or a thermostat setting that we have defaulted in our body. It's basically how our body regulates homeostasis. So say you've set your thermostat in your house to about 21 degrees Celsius. When it goes above, i.e. gets really hot in the house, what ends up happening? If it goes maybe from 21, you set it, and now it's 22 in the house, the air conditioning kicks on to bring it back down to 21 degrees Celsius where you set it. If it's too low, what ends up happening? The heat kicks on, so it brings it back up to 21. And if you would love to use an analogy in your body, there is a specific thermostat setting that you may or may not be aware of in your body for the amount of good and the amount of abundance and the amount of money that you are allowing what your body is used to experiencing. And this is part of our comfort zone. So for our nervous system, you... So you've probably heard in the other podcast that I've had in the Money Mindset series that I've talked about how our brain and our body loves to be right. And it will continue to collect evidence based upon the thoughts that we are thinking and the beliefs that we are holding in order to continue to be right. Because what feels right for our body is certainty. And certainty for our body means safety. So when we are holding certain thoughts and beliefs about ourselves, whether or not they're actually true, if they feel true for us, because we've continued to repeat these specific thoughts, repeat these specific beliefs and collected evidence based upon these specific thoughts and beliefs, again, whether or not they're true, we start to build certainty and therefore safety in these specific thoughts and beliefs. And this is also where our nervous system knows how to adjust itself. So for holding specific thoughts and beliefs around the amount of money we're actually able to hold and what we're used to, i.e. our comfort zone, anything above that or below that is considered our unknown and therefore unsafe. So when we are capping our money, so say if our, we're only used to about $10,000 a month, and say if we start making more than that, we start to get excited. We start to say, oh my gosh, like normally I'm only making $10,000 a month. Now I'm making about $15,000 a month. I'm not used to holding this amount. Well, what would I do if I had $15,000? So oftentimes we're going to start doing things to bring us back down if we're not aware to that $10,000 mark in order to maintain that safety and that certainty within our comfort zone. But that's when we are able to continue to surpass it and cap it, surpass it and cap it, or go underneath it. And we start to bring ourselves back up. And so we can often get caught in this cycle if we're not aware of reaching and getting bigger fish by surpassing our upper limit or our thermostat setting and then bringing ourselves back down and being caught in this loop because we're unaware that we've actually set our nervous system, our comfort zone and our upper limit to be something so specific. And so when we are understanding in terms of our nervous system, how we're able to regulate that, we must dive back down into what is actually happening in our body and how do we surpass this? How do we create an even greater thermostat setting or upper limit setting for our money and how we can hold more of that? 
So in our body and our nervous system, um, they often say that our sympathetic nervous system is our system one thinking. It's quick thinking. It's automatic. It's emotional. And our and it's often based upon our past history and our past experiences when we're triggered or when our body is triggered and how we can use our system one fight, flight or freeze thinking or rather lack thereof reactions in order to get out of a certain situation. And with our system two thinking, our parasympathetic nervous system, this is often where we are very thoughtful, mindful, we're responding. It takes a longer amount of time to actually think and we have we evaluate all the situation and we evaluate the best possible outcome for our current situation. So when our system one or sympathetic thinking is on, our thinking is out the window. It is literally all reaction and all based upon our preconceived beliefs and responses or rather reactions to what's happening. And how we know this um, in terms of how we respond or rather react in our system one, our fight or flight, is because we've faced something before, we've enacted something specific, and we have been able to get successful results, i.e. we survived. So for example, if um, there is something that you see at the corner of your eye and you jump and you're saying, oh my God, and your body immediately goes into system one fight or flight mode, this happens automatically. And so you, you jump, you see something at the corner of your eye and your body reacts. And then there is a moment when you start to go into your system two and your body and you actually start to think what is actually there. So you start to fluctuate in tandem between system one and system two because your body is constantly scanning your environment to make sure that you're safe. So if there's something in the environment that you pick up, i.e. something flashes across your periphery and you jump, you're in system one thinking, system two pops in and says, okay, let's actually see like what's going on. What is this? And maybe it's just a bunny. And so you relax, you calm down. You jumped at first, you were in system one, and then you relax, you calm down. Oh, it's just a bunny. I'm safe. You're in system two. You start to relax and you breathe into the situation. On the opposite spectrum, say if you see something flash across you in your periphery and you jump and then your body scans it, realizes it's a bear, what's going to happen is you fight, you flight, or you freeze, depending on what you've experienced in the past to maintain the most successful results. Oftentimes, you would if there was if it was easier for you to run away from the bear, that would be instinctual. It you wouldn't even think about it. Remember, thinking goes out the window when you are in system one thinking, uh, or rather your system one reaction. You are not thinking at all. You are very heightened in your emotional state, and you're quick. You're uh, quick on the ball. Everything happens so automatically, and everything feels very heightened in this state. And that's very beneficial if there's a bear and you're wanting to get the heck out of there. However, in our evolution, our brains have not yet evolved to understand when we're just thinking about things or experiencing in a very specific perception of 
the state of anxiety or fear or something that hasn't is not even happening around us. We're just thinking about it. We're thinking about um, maybe some of the debt that we're in, or we're thinking about um, the bills at the end of the month. We're thinking about tax season. We're thinking about you name it. If it starts to heighten and you start to feel more emotional, i.e. fear or anxiety or doubt or any sort of constriction, your heart beats a little faster and you don't feel like you're actually in a state where you can make decisions rationally, you are probably in your system one thinking. And you can get even more comfortable with when you're in your system one, your fight or flight state of being versus your parasympathetic, your rest and digest by being able to um, get comfortable with these states. Are you starting? So when we're in our system one state of being, we feel threatened. Our body is on high alert. And remember that subconsciously, your body is scanning the environment to make sure that we are safe and comfortable at all times, because that is how our body and our mind has evolved to make sure that we are safe at all times so we can continue to populate this earth, so we can continue to live and breathe and have the best life possible. And by that, I mean to survive. Our body is not necessarily built to thrive because thriving expends energy and takes time to think evolutionarily speaking, our body just wants to survive so we can procreate and to have food and to have shelter and community and to just make sure that we live another day. In this day and age, things are very, very easy for us in comparison to hunting and gathering. And so when we understand that not only is our body built to continue to scan the environment. We're looking for evidence to support our thinking and state of being and our beliefs to make sure that we are continuously in our comfort zone. Because remember, comfort zone equals safety and certainty. And we're also scanning and collecting evidence to support the beliefs and thinking um, that we are constantly reaffirming. And we are constantly reaffirming these specific beliefs and thoughts because um, not only is 99% of our thinking and being subconscious, i.e. below our awareness, most of them are repeats. Our brain loves building neural connections, but strengthening the ones that make it for to, to allow us to have the most survival. So if a lot of our thinking has been, um, even if it's maladaptive, that's the thing. If we've trained our brains to think negative thoughts, especially about money, that money is scarce or money doesn't grow on trees or I have to work hard for my money, things like this, if it has been true for us up until now and we've repeated it, solidified it and repeated it again, our subconscious and our nervous system is constantly scanning the environment to ensure and we're collecting evidence in support of these thoughts and beliefs, even if they aren't true. Because again, the truth for us equals safety equals certainty that maintains our comfort zone. Everything outside of this is the unknown, is unsafe, and is uncomfortable because it's unknown, because it feels unsafe, because we haven't yet experienced it. How do we actually make sure that we can and allow even more in our life when not only is our body 
trying to collect evidence to serve um, our mind state and our feeling tone up until now, which has only served $10,000 a month. How do we actually allow this when everything's outside of our comfort zone and our comfort zone again is or our comfort zone is safe and everything outside of that is uncomfortable. So yes, you should be comfortable in the uncomfortable in the service of growth. There is going to be times where you are going to be uncomfortable. However, with that said, we want to be in relationship and in tandem with our feeling state and with our fight or flight, i.e. system one, and our system two, our parasympathetic or rest and digest. So when we understand what is happening, remember I said, when you are in system one thinking, or rather in your system one state of being, thinking's out the window. So when you're trying to implement things like having a budget, being able to stick with it, uh, making optimal purchases as opposed to um, making maybe emotional purchases, when we understand that everything in our system one thinking is automatic, which has happened up until now, which we've trained ourselves to do, happens unconsciously, happens so fast we're not even aware of it, we start to um, maintain these patterns of thinking. But we understand the system two thinking, we're actually thinking, we're making rational choices, we're thoughtful, we're mindful, we're evaluating. So this is what I mean that we must go back and forth. Because in order to have long lasting, sustainable change, we must work together. And there's also this feeling of having curiosity. Remember what I said before, curiosity and love and kindness and compassion and non-judgment is going to be super important here because your body's just doing what it's meant to do. When you start to judge yourself for some of the automatic behaviors, these emotional um, reactions that you're having, um, and you're starting to judge it, you're starting to have shame for what you have been doing up until now, um, then it creates this um, unconscious shame around what your body is just naturally doing. Your body is naturally looking for evidence to, ser to serve your thoughts, to collect the evidence because it wants to keep you safe. It wants to be certain because certainty equals safety. But that's only what we've had up until now. So if we start to judge the system of our body for just doing what it's supposed to naturally do, then it doesn't create long lasting change because shame and judgment are the opposite of love and compassion. And love and compassion calms our nervous system. Love and, love and compassion serve our nervous system to help with rest and digest, to help us think rationally, to help us think more mindfully and thoughtfully. So that's why we want to honor and love and say thank you, body, for just genuinely doing what you are supposed to do. I can't breathe on my own. I'm um, not even able to beat one beat of my heart. And you're doing all of this on my own. You're naturally and unconsciously scanning the environment to make sure I'm safe. And even though up until now, I've trained you to look for evidence to serve why money doesn't grow on trees, why I have to work harder for my money, why I'm fearful of money, so I make fearful decisions decisions, why um, I can't, I'm threatened with money because up until now, um, I didn't think that I could have enough or was deserving of having enough. And you've collected it to make sure I stay in my comfort zone, to make sure I only have enough because that's what I trained myself to do. 
thank you body. And even though right now it feels maladaptive and not serving me any longer because I would love to allow more in my life. I would love to know that I can live at a higher state of being naturally. Thank you for being able to serve me. Thank you for continuing to serve me. And thank you for allowing all this that I have in my life. And thank you. Just wish gratitude, wish love and compassion um, for your body. And also get curious because when you're asking yourself, what are some upper limits that I'm having that aren't serving me any longer? Would it be possible? And would I love to have an even greater state of being? Would I love that? Because when you start asking curious questions, higher order questions, you're going to start tapping into higher order states of being naturally. And so when we know that our body is going to fluctuate anyways between our rest and digest and our um, fight or flight, because that's just what it does, because it's constantly serving the environment, we're going to work in tandem in order to rewire and repattern. So we have something in our body called our window of resilience. Our window of resilience is our body's ability to access both reason and emotion. We are mentally engaged and we're in our optimal state to make decisions. So if we're looking at this from a scale of one to 10, our window of resilience is about a four to a seven. It's about mid-range. Anything above this is hyper, meaning that we are above um, our window of resilience. Anything below is our hypo. We are below our window of resilience. So if we think of our hyper state of being, we're about an eight to a 10. So we're often feeling hyper arousal. We are feeling that we can't calm down. We're often overreactive we, with unclear thoughts and emotionally distressed. When we are in a hypo arousal state, that's between like a one and a three. And so often we're shutting down. We're feeling depressed, lethargic, numb, and unemotional. So both of these um, hypo and hyper states of being are out of our ability to make rational, thoughtful, mindful decisions. So in order to understand how we can regulate our nervous system, when we start reaching our cap limit, our um, thermostat setting, we must understand where on the spectrum are we? And you can ask yourself, in the state of mind, am I feeling like I'm at a 8 to 10? Am I feeling like I'm a four to seven or am I feeling like I'm a one to three? If you are feeling in a one to three state, you can often do something to boost your um, state to go up. Meaning you can start breathing and there are very specific breaths that you can do to help increase the amount of flow in your body. You can go for some... You can start doing some physical activity. That's a great way to get the blood pumping and your breath a little bit more, um, just like at a at a greater pace. You can also start doing some mindfulness practices and just recognize that you're in a state of hypoarousal and you just want to be able to go back up to neutral. And so um, if you're in a hyperarousal state, 
you want to do some grounding work. You want to bring yourself back down. Um, and then you also, breathing's great. I love breathing um, in any state to be able to um, bring myself back down to a space a space and state where I can feel like I can make very mindful, rational, thoughtful, and evaluative decisions as opposed to emotional decisions, which often come from um, past experiences and um, often in a state of, uh, well, not thinking at all. So um, this is the first step to being able to recognize that we're in a we're upper limiting or we're at our thermostat setting and we're either in a state of upper like hyper arousal or hypo arousal and we want to bring ourselves back to a state where we feel neutral where we feel like we can make these decisions and this is very important because when we are in a state where we are let's say for example up until now maybe there was a a a habit or a pattern of overspending so maybe you've had a very stressful day at work and um maybe up until now there's been a pattern where okay trigger is i'm stressed out at work um how have i been able to fix this in the past um i.e make yourself feel better make yourself um less stressed out um make yourself feel i.e spending money will make me feel more in control will make me feel like i have something to look forward to will make me feel better about something in general and so maybe there's been this okay stressful trigger i've had a bad day at work um how have i been able to remedy this um what action did i take okay spend money on something online shopping um buy more things at the grocery store uh, whatever in general and then you want to do that you get to the state of being that you want to be in i.e i oh i feel better i feel more in control um i can relish in this abundance that i have um and which is great um however this can be a maladaptive tendency because often overspending or spending in an emotional state, i.e. when you're stressed out, can often lead to greater debt, which feels like you're less in control because then you feel like you don't have control over your money. But again, if having no control over your money feels stressful to you, that stress might trigger more spending to try to feel better about things, maybe not think about the money at all, but get yourself into greater debt. So how do we interrupt this pattern? Because this may feel familiar to you. This may feel like something that is a pattern for you. Um, If not, there might be some other patterns in your life where you're not feeling um, like you might be continuing to upper limit yourself or not allowing the full abundance that you are deserving of. So in this state, um, before we even make the action, I would love for you to just ask yourself, where do I feel on the spectrum of my emotional state? Am I a four to seven? Do I feel awesome? Do I feel like I'm in a neutral space to make non-emotional decisions um, where I can feel like I I can evaluate the entire thing, the entire situation. I can make mindful decisions for the highest good of my being and to focus on where I'd love to be. If it's saving money, does, it, does this action I'm about to take um, feel like I'm in a state where I can make this decision? Or 
do I feel like I'm in a heightened emotional state? Do I feel like I'm at about like an eight to 10? Do I feel like I'm about to take this action step in a state where I am hyper aroused? I'm not really thinking. I'm very emotionally reactive right now. Am I about to make this decision in the state? Or on the spectrum, am I about like a one to three? Am I feeling like I'm not really wanting to do anything at all? Am I feeling lethargic? Am I feeling unmotivated? Am I feeling like I'm trying to do something in this um, low reactive state in order to like bring myself up, but not really feeling like I'm um, emotionally attached to it at all? So being able to understand and just propose yourself with curiosity, some questions that can um, just gauge where you're at at mentally and emotionally in order to make action steps that can take you to where you want to be. Curiosity. So when we are surpassing the boundary of what's comfortable in our comfort zone, yes, there is going to be some fear that comes up. Fear is just the border of the life that you've known. So what I do with my clients and with myself, when I'm about to make decisions that feel uncomfortable, they're out of my comfort zone, I'm about to do something that um, I feel like I'm, I've hit my upper limit and now I want to surpass it. I want to grow. I want to be in the stretch. I want to be able to maintain something higher than what I'm used to. So um, maybe I'm going to be... Um, so what I love to teach my clients and what I do with myself is... When we're in an uncomfortable state, we're feeling fear, we're now in our fight or flight mode because we're uncomfortable, our body's about to start reacting, getting emotional about things, we want to be able to bring ourselves back down or bring ourselves back up. Because when we are in a state of um, heightened emotion, we are not thinking. But when we want to make rational decisions, we want to make it from a state of about a four to a seven. And so this is when breathing helps. This is when you can um, signal safety to your body. From the Money Love podcast with Paige Pritchard, she recommends singing or humming, um, which is a great tool. Going for a walk just to calm your nervous system back down. Feel like doing a little dance just to like get the blood pumping and like some feel good um, vibrations in your body. Um, and I just love breathing. Breathing is great. It's a free tool. You have it on you all the time. And I find that when there are things going on that I'm feeling hyper aroused, like I'm really in a stressful state, um, in order to not make the same and take the same patterns of thinking that I'm used to, I bring myself back down and presence myself into a state where I can um, start to change things. So Maybe, um, well, for an example, um, and this is again how we work in tandem with our nervous systems. We want to be able to stop and pause um, and think about where we're at emotionally and signal safety. Breathe, take a walk, do a little jig, um, hum, sing, whatever you want to do, signal safety in your body, bring yourself back down to about a four or seven. And then what action step can I take in service of my dream? Because when we are taking um, steps from an emotionally heightened or emotionally um, lower state, we're going to be doing it in our fight or flight, our reactive, our non-thinking, our past history patterns of behavior. And this is how we perpetuate specific patterns in our life. So when we want to take different actions to surpass and actually match 
and create a different um, thermostat setting, an upper limit setting, we want to be able to recognize when we are upper limiting. Often in these emotional states, we're about to take an action and um, it feels like we're about to take the same action we normally do, i.e. I'm in, I'm in a stressful state. How do I change this state? I want to feel better about myself. I want to feel like I'm feeling good. I want to feel in control. I'm about to spend money on something. Okay, breathe or hum, or sing, or dance, and celebrate yourself. Whoa, I just realized that up until now, I recognized that I was about to spend money on something in order to make myself feel like I'm in control, like I can feel better about the situation, so I can feel less stressed out and more like happier, whatever it is. Celebrate yourself. Woo, I noticed. Noticed. Thank you, me, for noticing what I'm noticing best tool in your toolbox. Notice what you're noticing. Notice when you're in a hyper state. Notice you're about to take an action step with this reactive state of being, celebrating yourself because you're awesome, because you have self-awareness. Step two, breathing, humming, singing, walking, dancing yourself back into a space of neutrality, a space of rational thinking, a state of mindfulness, a space of evaluating what's going on. In order to serve this, in order to repattern your mind, in order to maintain the state of being, what action step can I take to serve my dream? Does it feel like it's serving my dream to spend money on this right now? Is this something I really need right now? Can I choose to save my money? Can I choose to put this money towards something else? Can I choose to just wait for a second um, or wait for three days to um, spend money on the certain thing? Or can I bring myself to the state of being that I want to be in naturally without having to spend money on this particular thing? So what we're doing here is not only understanding where our nervous system is at and playing with and being able to repattern our subconscious patterns that we've had up until now, but we're also able to take action steps in service of something that feels far more empowering. Because when we're in an emotional state, we're in our fight or flight, we're in a reactive as opposed to responsive mode, um, then we're often just on autopilot. Our body's just doing what it naturally does. And it's in our comfort zone. We're in our safety zone. We're in our certainty zone. When I spend money on this, I'm going to feel great. Awesome. But then I don't feel great after. Awesome. And then I'm going to get triggered again. Awesome. And then da 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 The pattern repeats itself. However, when we're able to understand, okay, awesome, I'm recognizing right now I'm in a bit of a heightened state. My breath is, I'm a little, maybe I'm shallow breathing. Maybe my heart's beating a little faster. Um, Maybe I'm feeling a little bit of constriction in my body. Um, Maybe I'm feeling some fear, doubt, worry, any of that. Okay, awesome. Recognizing this, recognizing maybe there's been a pattern of behavior to overspend. Okay, awesome. Nice job noticing this. Okay, can I take this moment right now to come back to rest and digest, to come back to my thinking state, to come back to mindfulness and to take a different action step in service of something that feels greater. 
And this might feel uncomfortable because when we are constantly uncomfortable, we're constantly in a state of the unknown. We're constantly in a state of unsafe in our thinking, feeling state and in our bodies and constantly feeling unsafe and um, in fight or flight is not actually great for our body because we want to feel safe. And what's been feeling safe up until now is the um, pattern of thinking we've had up until now. So that's why we work in tandem. We work with our nervous system. We recognize what's going on. We honor our body for doing its job, for looking for evidence, scanning the environment, making sure we're safe. Thank you, body. And we're also knowing that we can repattern. We can absolutely have total conscious awareness of repatterning. And we do this also. So in tandem, when we're actually in a state of about to make decisions that aren't in service of our highest good that do feel like they're pattern-based thinking we take time outside of this when we're not necessarily in this state of being triggered so we work in tandem when we're in the state of being triggered yes that's when we breathe ourselves we stop we pause it's the number one thing we do breathe ourselves dance ourselves sing ourselves walk ourselves back into a state of about a four to a seven hour just neutral state of being where we can make rational thoughts think about what we're actually thinking about and control our state of being make action steps that feel in service of our highest good and take those action steps from our highest good but on the other side we're also doing things outside of this so when we're in a comfortable thought we feel like we're in a good place we're just we're knowing that our body feels like it's in a pretty neutral space we're not feeling hyper emotional we're not feeling under emotional and we're continuing to reaffirm and that's where our i would check back to the volume 1 in our self concept um in order to change and rewire the our actual self-concept what we're thinking on a regular basis what we know to be true for ourselves how we can shift what we think to be true for ourselves in something that serves our highest vision highly recommend checking out that video because that is how we not only work in tandem with our nervous system i.e in this video how we understand where triggers are at how we can change them and how we can evolve to an even greater thermostat allow more in our life but on the regular, on the daily, as much as we can, as reaffirming as much as we can, we're shifting our dominant mental paradigms, our dominant state of thinking, what we're telling ourselves. Because again, when we are telling ourselves that we are an overspender, we're not good with money, we're um, only used to having like $10,000 a month, then we're going to continue to see that, reaffirm that, see that in our life because our body is collecting, our mind is collecting evidence to serve it. And so instead, we're changing that to be able to say, actually, I'm great with money. Money does grow on trees. Money comes to me easily. Money comes to me in increasing ways all the time in a variety of different ways. So that's what we're doing on the regular in order to help reaffirm the, the different state of being that our body can handle. And the last thing I'd love to share with you before I go is just proposing yourself some questions that allow and percolate in your mind um, what needs are trying to be met in your body. Because when you are using money or using um, spending money or hoarding money to serve a specific need, there is something that is 
there's something that your body wants to meet, i.e. meet this need as quick as possible. And, and that is why um, when I'm proposing these questions to you, like what are the needs that are trying to be met in your body? How are these patterns serving you? And but again, some of these patterns don't feel great for you. You want to change because they don't feel great for you. They feel maladapted. They don't feel like it's the next evolution of self. And that's why when we uncover the truths and uncover with curiosity what's actually going on, why am I, why is this pattern so dominant? What is the thinking? What is the feeling tone? What is actually going on in my state of being that's causing me or that allowed my subconscious to ingrain this pattern of thinking, feeling, and behavior in order to satiate this particular need? Um, because when we uncover the need, and we, with love and compassion and curiosity and non-judgment, we're able to see ourselves. We're able to see ourselves beyond the judgment, beyond the shame, beyond the feeling of non-control. We see our ourselves beyond the surface level of, oh man, I feel triggered. Now I'm overspending and now I'm in debt. And now I feel like I'm not in control of my money. Now I'm not feeling good about myself. Now I feel like um, all the things I've been telling myself are true. Why? Because of this, that, and the other. Instead of that. We can propose to ourselves, okay, I recognize that there is a dominant pattern. I'm not getting behind that. I recognize that I've been exhibiting certain thinking, feeling, and behavior that may not be serving me now, but I can control how I think, feel, and act now and going forwards. And when I get curious with love and compassion with what's actually going on here, then I can say, okay no problem. I see you body for doing exactly what you were meant to do. So thank you for keeping me safe and in my comfort zone for keeping me from being outside of my comfort zone because it's scary. And sometimes that what, there's things that are uncertain, but I know that you've been only perpetuating these patterns because I taught you to, and I'm going to train you to do something else. Why? Because it feels better. feels better to know that I can train you and retrain you, continue to train you to adopt habits and patterns that become automatic. That when I feel triggered, I know I can breathe myself, dance myself, walk myself, hum myself, sing myself back into a state of mindfulness, back into a state of authority, empowerment, autonomy, and rational decision making. And I know that as I am doing this, I can take these different action steps to ingrain and repattern something new. And no, it may not be overnight. And no, it may not come automatically right away. But as long as I'm mindful, and as long as I continue to come back to the space, I know that eventually, compounded over time, it will be. And I can develop new patterns just as I develop this pattern. And now that I understand where this particular need is coming from, I'm choosing to change it. I'm choosing to change the pattern to satiate this need. Up until now, maybe it was a need for control. But now I know that I am the highest authority and control of my life. It's no one outside of me, no circumstance outside of me, no spending something outside of me that is going to control how I feel. But I can control that and I can change that and I can change the action step that I take to serve something greater 
in order to continue to live the life that I would love to live in the highest authority that I know how from where I am and what I have. The reason, and I can do it to the best of my ability for wherever I'm at in life. So as I leave you today, I would love to leave you with there is nothing wrong with you or maybe the patterns and behaviors in relationship with money that you've been experiencing up until now. But I want you to know that it's your body's job to do exactly what it's doing. And even maybe up until now, it's been serving you. And maybe now you realize some of these patterns and behaviors aren't serving you. That's okay. We can love our body and we can love exactly what it's doing for us. Thank you, nervous system. Thank you for the subconscious behaviors that allow me to live my life freely while everything happens in the unseen. And I want you to know that you are absolutely capable of being able to recognize where we're upper limiting, where you're upper limiting, and to be able to far surpass this. And and if you'd love some help being able to recognize where you're upper limiting and how to signal safety in your body and to move in the direction of your dream, if you'd love a coach to help you, then I am right here for you and you can message me down below. You can contact me and we can start working together to see where you're at and and how to move in the direction of living your highest and best self with the most ease and flow. I find that when I started on my life coaching journey, having someone else beside me and with me and ref- reflecting my life back at me was the most beneficial thing I've ever done for my life because it's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame. But having someone unbiased stand outside and show you with no judgment at all, with love and compassion and guidance and knowledge and support, they're able to show you exactly where you are and able to show you even higher for where you would love to be and where you know that maybe up until now you couldn't be or weren't deserving of or how you even thought it was possible, they can show you exactly how possible it is for you. So thank you all so much for joining me for the last episode in the Money Mindset series. I hope it was enlightening and inspiring. I hope that you learned something today. And I hope that you now have even more love and compassion for yourself, for where you're at in life, and for where you would love to be in life. And that you have even more encouraged enthusiasm to know that you are able to absolutely shift your thermostat, raise your vibration, and operate and welcome even more in your life with greater ease and flow than you ever thought possible. I hope you all have a super duper rest of your day. Happy New Year. May 2024 be even greater for you. And I look forward to talking with you all next year. Thank you all for joining me today because it's my absolute pleasure to be here with you. I'd love to hear your thoughts about today's content and any inspirational words of wisdom you'd love to share. I'd also love if you would leave a five-star review on whatever platform it is you're listening to this on because it helps in creating even more awesome content. May your day be filled with only love and light 
And I look forward to talking with you all real soon. 